Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to Law Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nick Augustine. The show is produced by ALR PRA Incorporated, a global public relations agency focused on law firms and service industry professionals. Also known as Law Publicist Communications, we are headquartered downtown Chicago, Illinois, and serve greater Chicago, Denver, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. Here at Law Publicist Communications, we put you on the map and keep people talking about you and your firm. We also offer coaching and consulting in traditional practice management, which is great for attorneys starting law firms and those who find themselves in transition. Today's guest is yours truly. I am Nick Augustine, and I'm your guest today. My background in law, business, and entertainment has been vital to serving our law firm and service industry clients with strategy execution in public relations. I make sense of public relations and work with my clients to execute strategies. Over 10 years of or 10 years or more, a decade of experience in working in law, business, and entertainment has given me a great skill set and helped me in knowing how to negotiate obstacles. It's really my pleasure in business. So we do welcome our callers today. We have a great show to bring you this afternoon. We're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, first quarter of 2011 wrap-up. We have all sorts of great news to bring you today. Um, again, callers who have a question or comment are free to call in. The telephone number is 917. 889-9732. You can always press option 1 then to be placed in the caller queue. The telephone number again is 917-889-9732, option 1 for the caller queue. Of course, we always take your emails at nick, N-I-C-K, at A-L-R-P-R-A dot com with your questions during the show. I will also give you the email for our production associate, David Smith, who we'll be introducing later. It's david, D-A-V-I-D dot smith, S-M-I-T-H, at A-L-R-P-R-A dot com. If you have a show idea or comment or question or counterpoint, you can give David a call uh, directly here at our office number, 312-854-7149. Again, 312-854-7149. Or again, email him at david.smith at A-L-R-P-R-A dot com. So, by way of disclaimer quick, just want to let you know that this is a general information program and the advice shared on our shows does not constitute legal or other professional advice and results may always vary based on your facts and location. Communication with attorneys on this show does not give rise to attorney-client relationships and our programming is politically neutral and objective. Counterpoints to views expressed on this show is always welcomed. ALRPRA Incorporated does not necessarily endorse all the opinions expressed by guests on the show. Finally, LRPRA Incorporated Public Relations Agency, also known as Law Publicist Communications, offers practice management and coaching and consulting in addition to public relations services. The agency is growing and streamlining production, and this first quarter wrap-up will highlight some recent changes, and we hope to you turn in and learn more about what we are up to here at Law Publicist Communications. Number one, putting law firms and people on the map. Two, attorneys in transition and coaching them on what happens after law school. Three, pro bono service with the American Bar Association and also the Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois. And fourth and finally, building towards the future and introducing some of our new associates. So I have a roadmap to go through here. I will just go ahead and get started in our first segment. I wanted to talk a bit about putting people on the map and then having people find you on the map. So 
what I'm going to talk a little bit about first about social media websites and such. Then we're going to talk a little bit about content. I'll talk about relationship management. And finally, a full media presence. Now, I want to just start by saying that in recent years, there has been a shift in consumer expectation to where consumers now appreciate and anticipate their professionals to be found online. Uh, many of us have gotten rid of our Rolodexes or have a contact management system that's a uh, you know quite full. Uh, you know, however, sometimes we just want to use Google and search for someone. And just this afternoon, I was looking for an attorney in this uh, attorney for a referral, and uh, it's a friend of mine. And you know, I know the know the number pretty well, but it's not off the tip of my. Uh, Tip my finger, so I looked online, and, and the individual is now working on a website, but didn't have a website before, so uh, it was a little bit difficult to find. So, and it's not—it's an experience. I've also heard a lot of attorneys that talk about looking for co-counsels um, or opposing counsels, and people getting frustrated not finding them online. Well, the same is true for most of the consumers out there who are looking to hire a law firm. So. Some of the ways that we will put people on the map, of course, there are uh, the social media and, and listings. I will talk about social media, and when I say social media, I'm not only talking about Facebook. I'm talking about blogs as well. Uh, YouTube is also a social media tool. So social media is a sort of a broad definition, and it does encompass everything that is relevant to the spreading of information in a social manner. So uh, the main sites that I would refer to and, and use are the Facebook fan pages. So again, something you know for the business specifically, uh, as opposed to you doing business under your personal Facebook pages, often seem as inappropriate. Uh, personally, your LinkedIn uh, page is something very important, and also LinkedIn groups. We find so much by researching in LinkedIn and doing things within LinkedIn groups. And uh, as well, Twitter. Twitter is a really good source of finding a quick snapshot uh, of the content that people share in their networks. So it's a really quick way to go and look at your posts and uh, get a good aggregate idea of what you're all about. So uh, now websites as well. We need the whole idea here is uh, this ongoing dialogue online. We're trying to drive people to your website and get them to the website. Now, sure, search engine optimization is key and very important. And I'll tell you what, um, search engine optimization works very well. Uh, you're very well optimized if you have a full breadth of social media sites. Search engine optimization is really a, quite a simple thing. There are two sides of the coin. The first side of the coin is the back-end coding and technology going on in the website. The other side of the coin is the frequency of original content. There's no better way to be found online than to produce frequent and original content. Sure, sharing links and sharing other people's content from time to time is good, but that can be a spam opportunity for the search engine uh, scrubbers and crawlers to find you and spam you. So you don't want to do that. It's important. It, it doesn't have to be long content. You can uh, draft 250-word short articles or 500-word articles, but it's all about frequency of original content. The search engine scrubbers will find your name and find your site and know that you produce a lot of content, and they'll come back and they'll look for you again because they see your name. You have to remember that Google is a very ethically-based company, and I often talk about Google rewarding people who 
do a hard day's work. So there really are, you know, in the past, there were all sorts of SEO tricks out there. Well, Google's catching up with those, and those tricks don't work anymore. So um, just another comment is that so many people brand themselves as social, uh, you know, social media and SEO experts. I say keep asking questions and keep digging. Um, it, this stuff is pretty easy. Uh, there are some experts out there who are very good on the tech end. Um, but again, if you think that someone is selling you a bill of goods, ask them how they're doing it, what they're doing. So, And part of the social media experience is also site listings. There's a free site you can go to uh, called getlisted.org, and it will show you uh, whether your business is listed with the search engines. It's, it's really easy. All you have to do is go to the search engines and tell them that your business is there, but you should uh, do, you know, I hear people talking about different uh, caveats in there too. So again, get second, third, fourth opinions when you talk to people about search engine optimization because um, really it's a practice. There's no hard and fast rule. So Again, so websites, uh, we're doing a lot with video these days. We have a new relationship that we are forming with a company called uh, Wild West Video. They're uh, here in the Chicagoland area, and they do really nice videos that also have uh, client testimonials built in. So it's a little bit cut above and different from what some other people are doing. So we're looking forward to offering that as an additional service. Um, as far as content, I was talking about content what we do here at this agency and again um you know many people have we're rebranding as a public relations agency because it's really what we are uh we still do the coaching and practice management in all the other uh, areas but um everyone who hires us hires us for pr so uh and i spend so much time uh, networking and working uh, with and studying you know ongoing student of public relations and uh you'll find it's interesting my background in law and entertainment really sort of uh led me to this by happy accident but it really does work. There are a lot of uh, transferable skills. A lot of things I do as a publicist are not too far off from what I would otherwise maybe be doing. Uh, in, in, someone would be doing litigation. So uh, it's a very interesting thing. So with content, again, what people are coming to us for and what we are finding effective is to produce, publish, and spread the content. So producing the content, we work with our clients and they work with us. Sometimes we write their blogs for them. Other people, we give them an outline of what's going on. Uh, our associates will research things going on in different practice management specialties and industries and find what's the news and then ask our clients to talk about it. And then once they talk about it, we have a blog. Either we have a short blog post or we have maybe a one-paragraph blurb for Facebook uh, and Twitter. You know, And again, what we do is we link the Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn so that one post goes to all, and it's easy. Um, so that's how we spread the information. So we write the content. They write the content. We can publish the content. Um, you know, also publishing press releases, that's good content. And there are several places that we can park press releases online where we know journalists are looking for story ideas um, where it's appropriate. We also contact directly uh, the editors of trade publications. If you're a law firm and you write about kitchens and bath, our, our guy from the last show, uh, Peter J. Lamont, talked about writing for kitchens and bath magazine. Well, you know, if we find someone who writes or works in kitchens and bath uh, within uh, commercial litigation, you know, we would find the 
art the publications and just make those relationships. So uh, that transitions into relationship management. Again, we are working as a traditional public relations firm. Um, think of what Don Draper would do with technology. Uh, you know, we do. We make. We actually write letters and use stationery. We'll make phone calls. It is the traditional personal touch in business that's really lost today, which sets us a little bit apart from the rest. So we are very good on tech, but we're also very good with uh, working with people with all different expectations, all different generations, to really get the job done in the best way for the client. So relationship management is important. You need to be discreet. Uh, don't give away. You have to really control the flow of information. In these days, information is uh, dispensed so quickly and easily, uh, and sometimes people don't think about what their message is, and so they need to take a step back and make a relationship, build the trust factor. So we are very good with relationship management. We'll also directly contact people who are good referral sources. Some clients will say, Nick, I want your firm to call everyone who's a potential referral for me within a five-mile radius. Share my information. Let's get a relationship going. So that's what we do. Also, referral partners. Again, we work very heavily with making referrals to people uh, because we are very active with our uh, marketing online. We get calls from people trying to hire lawyers all day long, and you better believe we send them to people we know, like, and trust. So um, it's all about referrals. I tell clients, please, if you are getting phone calls that are a result of your hard work and your marketing, it's absolutely asinine to turn them away or send them to the bar's referral center. You should have a list of people you trust in different practice areas and have some, you know, prepare some some template emails or whatever it takes to, you know, find that person and, uh, you know, send them on to someone you know who can help them. Another thing you should always do, when you get someone who's calling for something outside your practice area, write their name down. Take down their email and their number. Stay in touch with them. If you send out frequent communications or even quarterly newsletters, put them on that list and stay in touch because you never know when they're going to call you for something that they need. You never know if the neighbor has a problem and they have a friend. You want to be a friend. You have an opportunity to be a friend with everyone who calls your firm. So it's important to capture and stay in touch with those people. Again, now finally, I'll, I'll round out this uh, putting people on the map and keeping them there with a full media. Again, we're offering people now interesting opportunities with a radio, uh, full video, television, etc. All sorts of media-rich things. And of course, you know, media-rich content is important in what you do. Your blogs should have videos. If you use, you, you know, anything that can go and be found on YouTube is the second-ranked search engine these days. And we really enjoy sharing and doing things with video. It's it's a good thing. Um, so this brings us to the close of our, our first segment where we talk about putting people on the map and keeping them there. Again, think about public relations as a dialogue. We want people to talk about our clients. We want our clients to talk about them. We want It's a two-way street, too. The top-down approach of, of communication no longer works in today's society. Social media and a lot of the uh, things have changed the way a lot of people are thinking, and people trust random uh, strangers who post something on Yelp. Uh, you know, so it's spread, think of spreading information, and that's really what a public relations agency has always been there to do. It's just now we're doing it in a digital age, and many people call us a PR 2.0 or an online PR firm. Well, I suppose that may be true, but we also do the offline uh, public relations 
work that has always been there. So that is uh, my conclusion for what we have to bring you for our uh, first quarter uh, roundup on putting law firms and people on the map. Let's pause now for some commercial breaks. We kindly thank all of our commercial sponsors for their ongoing support of the show. It helps us bring more content to you. Our first commercial sponsor of today is the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Your business may be exposed to liability if your marketing materials and slogans infringe on another's intellectual property. When you need the right legal services to advance your creativity and guard against trademark infringement, call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. You can find the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme today by visiting nkdlaw.com and also by searching for the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme on Facebook. The law office of Nancy K. Ducharme is there to help you with your advertising copy review. Get in touch with Nancy today by visiting nkdlaw.com. Now our second commercial sponsor from today is Steve Fretzen and the Sales Results Network. If you're an attorney who's struggling with developing your book of business, try calling Sales Results. For over six years, Sales Results has been able to help attorneys double or even triple their books of business through their business development coaching programs. Call them today at area code 847-317-1575. That number again is area code 847-317-1575. Or visit them online at Sales Results Incorporated. I just received an email. I'm going to try to see if I can check this email that just came in. I will read it later in the show when I can find it. Um, A PR friend of mine in San Diego was sending me information about the La Jolla Writers Conference um, and other things. Here is his email. I don't see anything right off the top of now. So I will have more information uh, and announcement at our next show, but do keep in mind that um, we're going to be doing a couple shows on book publishing, and his wife, Antoinette, is uh, well-seasoned and very well-known in in the publishing industry and is talking to me about marketing for this La Jolla Writers Conference. Well, we're going to do a show with Antoinette, uh, and we're going to be talking about different ways that lawyers can get things published. So... That'll be good. Now back to our program. Again, we do encourage listeners to call us with any questions or feedback. Again, we like counterpoints. Send us your counterpoints. People do suggest um, you know, counterpoint people uh, to different pieces, so we want to present objective material. So do get in touch with us. Also, if you want to call in as a guest to the show, telephone number 917-889-9732, option one to be placed in the caller queue. Also, you can uh, contact us through our contact page at alrpra.com. All right, so back to our show. In our second segment, I want to talk a little bit about attorneys in transition and coaching on what comes after law school. So I will first to talk about the attorneys in transition blog on Law Bulletin Publishing's page. Again, uh, it's Law Bulletin Publishing Company. The domain is attorneysintransition.com. I was asked uh, last year by the editor of uh, the Chicago Lawyer and the Law Bulletin uh, publications to write my weekly thoughts and comments and advice uh, from my background of having worked with not only public relations and marketing, but also 
in uh, attorney staffing and all of the other practice management and back-end uh, businesses of a law firm. Again, I was doing most of that, uh, working with my clients uh, when we were called Augustine Legal Research and um, other things started picking up and practice management uh, issues started to rear their head and we got pretty quickly scaled uh, through working with so many different lawyers in so many different areas and practice areas and locations. Um, so having that expertise has been very valuable and sharing that with the Attorneys in Transition blog. We do hope that you check that out and leave a comment on any of the pieces that you like. There are several, a few other uh, contributing uh, authors as well, so it's a great resource. Now, so what we are doing with that, and one of the reasons that we were asked uh, to to contribute and write that column is because people know that we work with attorneys in transition, especially young people coming right out of law school. Not only uh, people right out of law school, but people who are not maybe partner-tracked and looking to set up a boutique firm or make a lateral transfer or do something else. Um, there is an element of marketing yourself. It, let's say you're also um, a rising associate and you want to be partner-tracked or you want to get to that next step. Uh, we work with people and we have people in relationships who can help make that happen. So we do a lot of coaching and counseling with people uh, on that aspect. So one of the things that we do now, we've got a program going where uh, offering uh, attorney in transition coaching um, it may sound uh, crazy from a business perspective, but you'll understand that after I explain this. Uh, we ask people to come in and pay our consulting fee, our hourly fee for consulting um, at the beginning uh, of the project, and we feel that putting some money behind it and uh, having a, a financial obligation it makes people take things a little bit more seriously. That's uh, something that we've always noticed over time, and. What we do then is we extend credit uh, up to a certain amount, depending on the individual, so that we will work with them as a coach and we will uh, track our hourly billing, but we're not going to hit them with a bill or make them pay right away until they can afford it. So, you know, the idea is to uh, create a friend and uh, create someone, you know, it's a good opportunity. We, the idea is that they'll uh, come back to us for more PR and marketing services later. Um, and, you know, any talk about good referral uh, people. You know, if you help someone out when they're struggling to get their feet on the ground, it's it's really a rewarding experience. So many people were there for me when I was starting my uh, business back in 2005. Uh, it was, people were coming out of the woodwork with ideas. And, you know, to this day, uh, people respond very appropriately uh, when we do things like a name change. A lot of people are very interested in what we're doing because they want to see us succeed. So that's the way that we also approach our attorneys in transition. So what we do is we'll ask them for everything about them ahead of time. Uh, send us uh, any websites you have. Send us your profiles. Tell us all about what you do. And then we'll come in and have an initial you know, one- to two-hour conference with them. And what we'll do as coaches is make a plan of where they want to go and what they want. And we will give them assignments, so to speak, on what they should do on their own time while they are getting set up. So uh, most people, when they start their own law firm, spend you know more time doing marketing work uh, and exposure than they spend work working with clients. And eventually, as you get more clients, and uh, it, it grows and you shift gears and do different things. Well, one of the things that we help them with is we will reach out on their behalf as their agent to known lawyers who 
might consider an of-counsel relationship. So what we'll do is try to set it up where uh, someone we know who has a lot of work but may not have so much work that they need to hire another associate or another partner, they will set up an of-counsel relationship, and uh, our client, the person we're working with, the attorney transition, will uh, ideally start up their own law firm and be being fed work by uh, by another individual. I mean, and that's a model that works so well regardless of uh, how far you, uh, you know, you could be 20 years in and be of counsel to several people and have an ongoing stream of work. It's just a really, really good idea. Um, my, my column for attorneys in transition was just about that. Uh, this week. Um, that'll be sent in uh, later today and uh, should be uh, published later on in this week. But again, we really like the idea of, of council situations. So uh, the other thing about the other thing that we tell them is having this of council situation means that they can go and ask questions because if you get something that's not, if you're not experienced, you don't want to mess up. So uh, we always tell them go to the ARDC, get you know, make a friend there, and go to the ABA model rules of ethics, and you know, learn all the ethics rules. And I always ask for help because we don't want people uh, flying by the seat of their pants and representing clients. It's just bad for everyone. And I know that many people are very opposed to people coming out of law school and hanging out their shingle right away. I don't think that it is a per se problem. I think that people can do their own shingle and, and build their firm and their brand while working with others and getting the job done. So it's just how you do it. I think that if you just think that you can take clients and go grab a, a continuing legal education um, you know, materials and, and fly through and think you know everything, you're sorely mistaken because you know, just I, I'm thinking about family law as a practice area. You can't sit and grab a book and learn how to do family law. It's, it's a lot of experience. So um, we try to partner them up with other people who can help them. So what else are we doing in this area for attorneys in transition and coaching? Well, we're speaking to groups. And I think that speaking about practice management is a good way to get it on the map. I don't think that they taught enough of it in law school. I remember professional responsibility courses, but only now are practice management courses popping up in professional responsibility uh, classes. And you know, just to give an example, uh, I've been talking to Cliff Scott Rudnick at, uh, from John Marshall, and uh, I need to get myself over there. He keeps telling me, come talk to my class. Well, I, I, I need to go do that. Uh, but that's just one example, talking to law students about practice management, uh, when they're getting started, uh, it's a good thing because they'll have an idea that, you know, they may just have the notion that they should be doing something that they're not. Um, you know, they know that there's, you know, something that I should be concerned with. I always joke about my, uh, the practice management table, and it's just how I use a, a tool to have, let people remember what practice management is. I always tell them it's marketing. It's management, it's technology, it's finance. And if those are the four legs of your table, they all have to be even. Otherwise, your table's gonna, your files will fall off on the floor. So, uh, you know, balance all of these things. And most people have no idea what to do. There's so much technology out there, so many finance options out there, and different, you know, marketing management, all sorts of different uh, things from the traditional to a lot of virtual things, a lot of virtual work that's going on now. So, we help people try to make sense of it, um, and we have set up really good relationships with vendors all over the place uh, to get things done. So if someone says they need to hire a paralegal, um, you know, we have people that we work with uh, for that as well. So um, it's really all about spreading 
information and talking to people and getting them to think about uh, starting a law firm. Again, so many people come out of law school and they have no hope, some of them, for getting a job right away. And it just seems terrible to go work in a non-legal related uh, you know, industry just to put money on the table and just be waiting and waiting and waiting for that associate position because the, long, the further you're out of school and not getting hired, the harder it is. So I think that having your own law firm coming right out of the box, although, it, again, caveat, be very, you know, uh, placed on that statement, but having your own law firm, you are you have the opportunity to build that brand and tell people straight up that you have worked with others on of counsel relationships before, and that's how you have learned, and that's how you make sure to do everything appropriately and correctly. So, as you're going, you have an opportunity to get your name out there. Um, you know, do write a lot, start writing, you know, all the activity that we talk about doing to put yourself and keep yourself on the map, that is going to attract people. And let's, even if you have a law firm, you don't have any clients or, you know, you're getting fed clients or work, you're doing uh, document reviews down the street somewhere, fine. Um, but just have a, something set up so that when you do get that first client, you can take that client. And when that client comes in and it's it's your first client, please do not do it on your own. Please ask for help. I'll tell you what, people, attorneys out there, I talk to all the time, say, I'll stop everything that I'm doing to help someone else out to make sure that they don't, you know, run afoul or do anything wrong because it gives everybody a bad uh, reputation and image. So, again, with attorneys in transition and coaching, we talk to people here who are right out of law school, people who have uh, left law school, have come back. Uh, from doing something non-related, non-law related, you know, the transition is a very broad uh, distinction. You can be in transition at several different points in your life. It does not mean that you're new and unseasoned. It could mean that you're, again, uh, spent 20 years at in a big law firm and now want to go out on your own. You can imagine that where everything's done for you, it's it's a difficult battle and hill to climb sometimes. So that's what we've been up to in the first quarter of 2011 with Attorneys in Transition. So now we're going to break for more sponsors and news. It is the halfway point of our show, and this is when we bring you the daily legal news. And today's daily legal news article comes from this debacle in Wisconsin with their labor law. This is still in the news. The title from U.S. News is, quote, Status of Wisconsin Labor Law Unclear, end quote. I'll read you the direct text from the article. Wisconsin's public employee law appeared to be Lynn Limbo Wednesday as Governor Scott Walker's office did not say whether it's being carried out. Gubernatorial spokesman Colin Worwe had no comment when asked by the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel whether the administration is withholding money from state employees' pay for increased pension and health care contributions under the law, which also severely restricts their collective bargaining rights. Thursday, Dane County Judge Marion Sumi in Madison reiterated that she has blocked Secretary of State Doug LaFollette from publishing the law, but issued no finding on whether it took effect after being published by another state agency last week. Administration Secretary Mike Huchbeck Monday said he believed the law took effect Saturday and that the state was charging employees for more benefits and had stopped collecting union dues. The changes would appear on checks issued April 21st. Hushpeck continued to say that he was studying the judge's order Tuesday and his spokeswoman had no comment Wednesday, the newspaper said. Sumi said 
Apparently, the language was either misunderstood or ignored, but what I said was the further implementation of Act 10 was enjoined. That is what I now want to make crystal clear. And that quote, again, is coming from the Dane County judge in Madison. Further, the Assistant Attorney General Stephen Means said the legislation is, quote, absolutely, unquote, still in effect. So, that is some news from U.S. News coming out of the city of Madison, Wisconsin, talking about the state of Wisconsin labor law and the unclear uh, position that many are taking as to the law and its enforcement. So, that is what it is. The next uh, commercial sponsor break, number three, comes from Jim Thompson, our friend Jim Thompson, and his Get Clients Now program. If you are a solo practitioner or work in a small law firm and want to get more clients now, Jim is a seasoned attorney and marketing coach you should talk to. His program is called Get Clients Now, and he can help you take the crucial steps towards increasing your firm's revenues. They also have a website, LawyersMarketingResource.com, again, LawyersMarketingResource, and they talk about the Get Clients Now program and the Midwest Consulting Group and all the different ways that Jim and his people and his group use time-honored techniques to help people attract new business and encourage referrals. Jim is a monthly recurring guest every first Thursday on Law Talk Radio, and he offers his contributions from his experience as a career trial lawyer and now as a retired trial lawyer, he does focus his time on helping other attorneys get more clients. So, to learn more about Jim Thompson, the Midwest Consulting Group, and the Get Clients Now program, please visit thelawyersmarketingresource.com. So, that is our message from Jim Thompson. We want to get back to our show now, but also remind our listeners out there, please share these broadcast links. When we put these together, we put them together in a way that you can very easily click the share button and share our radio shows with people in your network. Uh, most of our people find our shows, um, thousands and thousands. Uh, you know, the, the numbers are staggering when we look at them. It's very humbling. But they find them by sharing things on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So we thank everyone for their support in sharing our programming. We also hope that you like, and of course we're open to your comments, about the Law Publicist on Point, which is our weekly aggregate newsletter we're sending out now. Uh, we send that every Monday, and it's an aggregation of the radio shows from the week before. It has the Attorneys in Transition uh, the article from the week before, and any blog articles that we have written uh, from the previous week. So again, it's an aggregate email that only contains uh, short descriptions and links to the radio shows, the Attorneys in Transition columns, and ALR PRA Law Publicist blog content. Of course, we also always ask for contributing authors to our blog. If you are a good writer and have something to say, it's likely we'll publish you. Be in touch. So, as we move forward here, we're going to talk a little bit about pro bono service in our third segment. Again, it's an important thing to me. Um, back when I was at Marquette University, and I'm going to date myself here, probably, I'm going to say 1993 or 94. Um, I, no, I'm 95. I, had, I was a sophomore, and I had um, intro to law with, uh, she was a sister and professor, Mary Johnstone, who was a nun and had worked uh, at the Milwaukee County District Attorney's Office as an assistant district attorney. Well, I asked Sister Johnstone what I should do because I said, you know, my uncle was a, a judge and I've got cousins who are lawyers. I'm going to go to law school. What should I be doing for internships and things during uh, 
during school. And she set me up with the district attorney in Milwaukee, the, Mr. E. Michael McCann. I remember it was right before Easter a holiday. I went and talked to uh, Mr. McCann and uh, told him I wanted to work and I would work for free. And I just wanted to learn. I said I was going to go getting ready for law school and I, I want the experience. So I spent the rest of my college time working uh, directly under the misdemeanor charging captain. Uh, so I have all sorts of inside background on what happens in the prosecutor's office. It was a, just a tremendous experience. Also then led to um, my start in family law uh, when I was a junior in, in uh, college. Uh, there was an ad at the Marquette University Law School for a law clerk. Well, I responded to the ad, put, put my suit on, and uh, strolled over to the office in, in Milwaukee and talked to the, the lawyer, and she assumed that I was already in law school. Well, she gave me a, uh, a case that she had going on. She needed to find some law, and uh, I went over to the Marquette Law Library and, you know, went through, learned their statutes, and, uh, well, I picked up the reporters and started going through and putting together an argument, not really having no idea what I was doing, but just figuring out based on logic. And that's really, again, how I got started, just by pro bono activities. So um, it's been a very important thing, and I think that many people can find paying jobs and other great things of value to come out of uh, pro bono service. So here are a few of the things that we've been doing uh, for pro bono. First, uh, the American Bar Association. I'm an active member of the Law Practice Management section. Um, I'll also tell you then a little bit about the Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois. Great friends of mine. Uh, I, I really enjoy working with them. So first, with the ABA, I joined the ABA on the advice of some trusted colleagues, and uh, I learned that the ABA has tremendous resources I was otherwise unaware of, especially the law practice management section. So now, mind you, that the ABA as an organization is about 400,000 members globally. The law practice management section um, has been numbered at 17,000. I think I saw something recently where it's around 20,000 members. and. When I went to Washington, D.C. meetings for ABA Law Practice Management section, I said, this is what I do. Um, practice management is a large component of our agency. I'd like to get involved. So I was able to uh, position myself on a couple subcommittees where I'm working uh, with uh, another gentleman, uh, Andrew, who actually is an associate of ours now, um, working on blogs and different research and development um, subcommittee ideas we're putting proposals together for the for the section so um, did, did did that uh, working on uh, offered our time to do some programming on ethical uh, technology and safety so we have a teleseminar we're still nailing down the date for that it's going to be sometime in May or June um, so again we're putting on content and putting programming together to share some of these important uh, aspects with people um, my friend Charlotte Russell is also a publicist, and she and I are working on uh, a book for um, is crisis management and different things related to social media and electronics, and um, you know more electronic communication and crisis management. So uh, we really enjoy a lot of this work and just grabbing great knowledge, finding other people with great knowledge, and sharing and spreading it with other people. So again, uh, I'm doing a lot of work with the ABA Law Practice Management section on research and development for blogs and also uh, for dis you know, dissemination of information uh, and outreach to law schools, letting them know how much how many resources there are for law students at the ABA and not just the law practice management section, so many sections. Um, there are I, you know, I couldn't count all the different sections, but uh, it's a tremendous organization. A lot of people who spend 
so much time without being paid to put together tremendous resources. Again, 400,000 members globally. It's a very strong group. Um, if you have preconceived ideas or notions about the ABA, such as, you know, I remember in law school thinking, well, I know they're good for Hertz rental cars and discounts, but I didn't really know too much about the ABA. And that's what we're working to change. Uh, we want to get into law schools and tell people that ABA is is a good resource. Uh, I went over to John Marshall. I, I'm, I'm an alumni of John Marshall. Um, set for ABA Day and um, set up my table talking about the law practice management section. And uh, I met some good students who had some uh, really interesting uh, really interesting uh, things to say, and they you know, learned a lot, I think, about law practice management from the site. I said, all you need to do, you know, don't listen to me, go to the website. You know, learn the ABA LPM website. It's a great site. And, um, and again, you know, it just goes to show with networking, you never know who you're going to meet. I was asked to be on a panel for um, an employment law section uh, at uh, John Marshall. So April 5th, I'll be uh, on this panel talking about my experience in the entertainment industry and uh, how that has come to help shape what I do today. So, again, Again, you know, you never know who you're going to meet, or who you're going to run into, who's going to be at an event. Um, so, pro bono service is great. Find something you care about. Find something that you know for which you're passionate, and just get out there and uh, ask how you can help. You'd be surprised how many people need the help and how easy it is to be in a position to help. So, the other uh, project uh, that we have going on right now, we work very intensively with the Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois. Uh, I was invited to. Uh, their holiday party by Sandra Crawford uh, last last uh, Christmas season or holiday season, and met. Or it was earlier than that, but I met many many members of the group, and I found out that many of my friends. Uh, again, I came out of family law originally. A lot of my friends are already involved in CLII, and uh, I also then offered to help on a pro bono effort with their pro bono project. Uh, their pro bono project, what they're doing is uh, looking to offer pro bono service opportunities to their uh, the CLII fellows, and they have a diversity training project, uh, and I am working on that committee to basically uh, logistics and setting up the uh, the diversity training that's going to be taking place in August, and also I'll be emceeing the event and promoting the event, so you'll be hearing from me on uh, this Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois' August diversity training project. So not only CLII fellows and members will be invited, but also the general public. It's a good opportunity to learn how to avoid some of the uh, pitfalls in working with different groups. I remember when I was in international communications classes at Marquette University, one of the things that I learned about was diversity in communications and I'll just give you a quick example uh, if you go to the Netherlands and you ask someone in business how are you you're implying that they were ill at some point in time and how are you is a question of are they uh, better now or are they going to make it um, I talked to a, a friend of mine recently who actually said that she was in the Netherlands and she kept asking people how are you um, and it just people kept looking at her funny and it was it was a problem and so just the point of the story is that you just you don't know sometimes if you're being offensive to people in who come from different backgrounds and it's not only race it's you know different age gender financial status i mean so many different things make us diverse and this is a great opportunity to teach people about not being pretentious and how to 
approach different uh, situations with an open mind and uh, just a different way of thinking. So I really enjoy also the opportunity to talk to the CLII members. I spoke at the West Suburban Practice Group out in Oakbrook uh, on St. Patrick's Day and talked about public relations and you know had an opportunity to uh, speak on you know several things that the members of Collaborative Law Institute can do immediately and how they can sell uh, lack of sell or pitch or share the information about collaborative practice model with others. So, again, by offering your time in speaking to groups, you're sharing good information. And if business comes out of it, and it often does, uh, that's great. that's a great side benefit. But the reason that I enjoy doing this is because, again, I think that if we all take a step back from making money for a second and talk to other people and continue a dialogue about what we're doing and just play it out and just play honestly with people. I think that it's a good opportunity to exchange good dialogue and keep that moving. And uh, I think that again, once we uh, put all of our, uh, you know, put our, our own companies and our, our interests aside and just talk about what's good for people generally, you know, we get some really good uh, information and good dialogue going there. So uh, those are a few of the things that we have been doing here at ALRPRA Law Publicist Communications during first quarter of 2011. Again, in the beginning, we told a little bit about putting law firms and people on the map, talked a little bit about attorneys and transitioning and coaching. Uh, in the second segment and the third segment now, we just, you know, for anyone who's just clicking now to uh, listen and is tuning in halfway, uh, we just talked about pro bono service and opportunities that we have uh, seized through the American Bar Association and also the Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois. So this is the point where we are going to pause in our show for some commercial uh, sponsors at our 45-minute uh, mark, and we start by bringing you practice management resources. Now our practice management resources come from the American Bar Association, ABA Web Publish Publishing, uh, secondly, the Law Bulletin Publishing, and then uh, thirdly, the ALRPRA Public Relations Agency, uh, getting to be known as Law Publicist Communications. First, from the ABA Web Store and ABA Publishing, the Data Breach and Encryption Handbook, that's the title, Data Breach and Encryption Handbook, takes an in-depth look at the issue of escalating data breaches and their legal ramifications. This comprehensive resource focuses on the law and its implications, encryption technology, recognized methods of resolving a breach, and many related aspects of information security. Unlike a treatise on information security or encryption, this book will enable attorneys, business owners, technology professionals, and policymakers to understand the root causes of the security failures that led to many of today's massive data breaches. It will instruct practitioners on how to ask the right questions to address the issues raised by data breaches and provide solutions for how to prevent them. The book also examines a number of the major data breaches, data breach incidents from a wide variety of legal and technologically uh, technological perspectives. It also provides instructive graphics to illustrate the methodologies hackers use to cause these breaches. So, again, the title is Data Breach and Encryption Handbook from ABA Web Store and ABA Publishing. Secondly, the Law Bulletin Publishing Company is a great practice management resource. When you subscribe to the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin and the Chicago Lawyer Magazine, you will receive up-to-date legal news from Chicago and around Illinois. 
Also, check out the Law Bulletin blog, Attorneys in Transition, which offers advice and tips for those lawyers going through a career transition. It also hosts a monthly career seminar for attorneys who are going in flux in their careers. And I am one of the advice columnists published by the Attorneys in Transition site, and I hope that you stop by and leave your comment at attorneysintransition.com. Now, finally, our very own ALRPRA Incorporated Law Publicist Communications is another practice management resource for you. Are your clients and colleagues talking about you? What do they have to say? Do you need to create a logo, a website, or a brand image? Do you have time to do all these things yourself? Does your staff? Well, ALRPRA Law Publicist Communications is a public relations agency serving lawyers and professional services firms. We help put you on the map and get people talking about you and your firm. Please visit www.alrpra.com for more information. Now, our final commercial sponsor comes from a message from credit damage expert George Finder. Your credit score and reputation are valuable assets. If you suffer credit damage, your score, you should consider your damages. Credit damage expert George Finder is an expert who can put a dollar amount on damage to your credit score. George Finder is one of the only credit damage experts in the country, and the attorneys and plaintiffs who have retained his services have earned huge damage awards in various practice areas such as personal injury, employment law, family law, and general civil litigation. By learning to incorporate credit damage questions into the intake process, you and your staff will learn how to spot credit damage events worthy of retaining George Finder's credit damage analysis services. Available nationwide, credit damage expert George Finder is available for consulting on damage to credit reputation. The credit damage expert website is full of resources. You can visit www.creditdamageexpert.com. Again, creditdamageexpert.com to learn more about George Finder and his expert services. Now, before we get back to the show, we want to remind you again that uh, if you have any questions or comments or counterpoints, please call us. Our telephone number at the agency in Chicago is 312-854-7149. Again, you can reach ALR PRA Law Publicist Communications at 312-854-7149. Also, you can also uh, go to Facebook and simply type in uh, ALRPRA or Law Talk Radio for the Find the Law Talk Radio fan page. We do have a space on there for people to leave a comment and suggest a show title. Um, we, you know, Alan Sims, we brought you, who uh, was the expert on the the HAMP, uh, the Home Odor Owner Modification Act. I think that's right. Um, that's the Obama plan for modifying the mortgages. Well, he found us. Uh, online and gotten connected to us through the Facebook page. So that's how we got to know Alan Sims. And now, uh, you know, we have an expert relationship, a relationship with an expert on uh, home loan modification. So it's just that easy. So much happens online. You would have no idea how many people have become clients who found us on Facebook. And it's I always laugh because people said that will never work, but uh, they were all wrong. And if you don't believe in the power of social media and viral media, look at what happened in Egypt. That girl put up her uh, her message and 
brought a whole country to to its its you know to its knees. Um, very uh, very powerful stuff. So in our, th- our fourth segment here, we're just going to round out by talking about some things that are going on in the future and some directions that we are going. Of course, now um, and I'll, I'll introduce uh, Andrew in a second, but he is in Denver. So now our four we have now five major uh, areas of operation where we are servicing clients, and that would be Chicago, Denver, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. Um, it's it's an exciting opportunity to be able to travel among different cities and meet people and attend different events. So that's been a very good thing. Um, some things that are going on, uh, mediation training, I'll tell people about this. I have not made, I suppose this might be my first uh, formal announcement about this. Um, again, I, many people who know me know that I came out of family law and uh, you know some of the traditional family litigation uh, is what sort of sent me in another direction. I'm happy where I am now, for sure, but uh, I'm excited to be training this summer uh, for mediation. I plan to attend a Northwestern's program, and um, I had the opportunity to meet uh, Margie Powers at uh, an event last Friday, and I learned so much about mediation, and that's not only family. I'm going to do family law first, but there are all sorts of other uh, ways that mediation is just a great thing, Um, and I found that actually sort of interesting that it dovetails with public relations, and uh, people get very heated when it comes to media and print and what's published, and oftentimes de-escalating situations with clients who want to uh, attack or otherwise go after media for printing certain things. And we always say that asking for attraction is like uh, asking to appeal a case and uh, overturn a judge's ruling. So um, the media can be very frustrating, and there are a lot of of overlaps between public relations, practice management, and law, and uh, and mediation. So what I learned about myself was that I'm a process thinker and a systems thinker. So systems and process is what mediation is all about. So the opportunity to help parties facilitate uh, working together to find an agreement through uh, helping them with the process of mediation is just something that I find just completely exciting. I'm wholly passionate about it, and I look forward to uh, doing some pro bono uh, mediations at first to get the name out there and get some more experience, and then we'll see what happens from there. But it's something that I'm going to do on the side in addition to running the agency here, uh, but I just it's something that I can't pass up. It's, it's just a really good opportunity. So uh, additional to mediation, again, we did have, we're going through uh, naming and branding changes. This, many people have said a PRI doesn't roll off the tongue. Uh, they have a hard time remembering uh, what the company's name is because it's a series of letters. Well, it made sense when it was Augustine Legal Research. ALR made sense, but you add the PRA, and you know. So, but at the same time, we're going to do a radio show on this about um, not losing brand equity. Um, if you, so many people have those emails and those those domains saved that they know them. So what we are doing is uh, announcing a doing business as or DBA. So we're doing business as law, a publicist communications, but we're still uh, ALR PRA for all formal uh, purposes. So uh, that is an interesting thing talking about changing names. Um, again, when you work at one firm for a long time and then you have to start over somewhere else. It's it's m- much more than just telling people you know where you're working now. There's so much more that goes on um, in technology land with websites and search engines. There's a lot of work there. So we are examining all the different uh, implications of name changes and still making 
you know, tweaks and decisions of how we want to do different things to um, brand ourselves and have people know us as uh, Law Publicist Communications. Again, the Law Publicist Division uh, was what we had carved out uh, many years ago uh, starting up um, as our PR and marketing division, and then the pleading drafter was the other division. So now that we are 90% public relations agency, we're uh, looking to get known as Law Publicist Communications so that when people say, oh, I use this company, they're really good, well, what are they called? Oh, I can't remember the letters, but they can say Law Publicist Communications, and they'll be able to easily find us. So that is the word on the name change. I want to now introduce uh, a couple of new associates that we have. We have three new people we added to the team. I've got a fourth person I'm talking to right now. Um, she's got a wonderful uh, background, and it's just eerie sometimes how well things match up. But first, I want to introduce David Smith. David Smith is our Law Talk Radio production associate. David worked at a major radio station as an intern and has a great broadcasting and production background. Uh, he comes to us from Columbia College a School of Broadcasting here in the city of Chicago, and he has all sorts of background with uh, the production end, and we are, again, selling our advertising space, but now we'll have professionally produced commercial and announcement opportunities. So uh, David Smith is the person that when people call and want to be on the radio show, um, they go through him, and he is now setting all the handling, the calendar and the scheduling and sourcing great content. His email is david.smith at alrpra.com. Our second new associate we want to tell you about is Mr. David Loda. He is a public relations associate here, and he's a recent graduate of Indiana University. To the table, he brings his skills in industry research, writing, and editing. And now let me tell you, I am always happy to have someone who is very skilled in editing and well-versed with the uh, AP style. Um, there are times that I still will confess that uh, my legal writing skills sometimes trump my journalistic writing skills. It's a little schizophrenic sometimes to uh, write different, um, different, wearing different hats, uh, of course. But again, we're very happy to have David here. He uh, has been with us for a few weeks now, and he can be reached at david.loda, which is L-O-T-A, so david.loda at A-L-R-P-R-A.com. And to let you know about our third uh, associate, Andrew Guitsko, uh, is a practice management associate, and he is heading up our Denver operation. I met uh, Andrew at an ABA meeting, and he is a, a co-chair, or a co-committee member of one of the committees I'm working on. And uh, we just get, we're talking, and it's just the match uh, was just there. Um, Andrew is a lawyer licensed in the state of Colorado, and he brings a computer science degree to the table along with five years of experience in the Air Force. So tremendous computer science and IT background um, sometimes has my head spinning, but he is very good where, uh, I'll give you an example. This, we use WordPress sites. Um, one of the uh, the vendors that we use to put our sites together, again, you know, when we do this, we prepare everything uh, on the site. We negotiate and work with um, all of the talent for art and design and everything else. We draft all the content, put things through SEO filters and keyword filters and make sure that we're well-optimized and then send that off. And um, the nice thing is that I now have Andrew to help make sure that all the sites that we get produced for our clients, no matter what type of template or where they're coming from, template or no template, you know, designed from scratch, 
Andrew's there to also help make sure that those are absolutely secure. So uh, security and then uh, finding ways that we can put together things and practice management resources for people is another one of his uh, strong suits. So he is spreading the good word about practice management and uh, law firm PR in the Denver and the state of Colorado, and uh, he'll be here in Chicago uh, for sometime in April. So hopefully he'll be have an opportunity to hop on the show and talk with us. So again, it's time to uh, wrap things up here. So I just wanted to thank you all for your patience in listening to our update of what we've been up to first quarter of 2011. And I want to thank our commercial sponsors. We had one, Nancy K. Ducharme of the Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Secondly, Steve Fretzen and Sales Results Incorporated. Fourth, Jim Thompson of the Midwest Consulting Group and the Get Clients Now program. And finally, credit damage expert George Finder. Now, for our archive shows, you can visit ALRPRA dot com forward slash law hyphen talk hyphen radio or just google search alrpra law talk radio or just search law talk radio on google you'll find all of our archive shows there um, we've been doing the show now since the beginning of january um 2010 so this is our fifth uh, quarter uh, that we've done the shows and we're very proud to bring you a, a long list of very well credentialed and top tier guests who we've had on our programs now again by way of disclaimer this is a general information program and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice results may vary and are always based on your facts and location communication with attorneys on this show does not give rise to an attorney client relationship and the programming on our shows is politically neutral and objective and your counterpoints to our views are always uh, expressed. They're always welcome. So ALRPRA Incorporated does not necessarily endorse opinions expressed by guests. Callers remain confidential, and rights to this broadcast are reserved. Again, these Law Talk Radio broadcasts are programmed to bring our attorney and non-attorney audiences the tips, tools, and practice area information they can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers of legal services. With our guests and listeners located worldwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use this socially networked radio program to bring people together and share collective intelligence. Again, this is Nick Augustine for the ALR PRA Public Relations Agency, also getting known as Law Publicist Communications, and we thank you for your time.